Welcome back, everyone, to the High Temple Sports Podcast, episode 67. Today is Wednesday. How's it going today, Easton? Good, good. Just another day in paradise, right? Oh, yeah. Just another great day. As the NFL playoffs are here, uh, last week was week 17, the final week of the playoffs. We're going to have pretty much this whole episode is going to be about the NFL playoffs and the NFL in general. But before that, let's get into some news. First of all, last night, the Heisman Award winner was announced. Devontae Smith becomes the first wide receiver to win Heisman since Desmond Howard a long time ago, like 91, I think, Uh, early 90s, which is just a crazy award. Um he ended up being the favorite to win, which, you know, not I, it wasn't a surprise that he won, no. definitely. But, I mean, what are your reactions to him winning? I like seeing him win. I like seeing a wide receiver win it. It's just been such a quarterback-dominated yeah. award recently. Uh, and it's cool to see somebody, a position, win it that hasn't won it in a long time. Uh, so, shout-out Devontae Smith. I'm really excited to watch him play a national championship. Yeah, I know. See how it's, Ohio it's gonna State be, tries It's going to be awesome. Him. I mean... We have another episode in between the college football playoff final game uh, as that game is until Monday. But we'll talk about that game specifically more on Saturday. Next, a guy who is also in the Heisman candidate. He was a Heisman candidate. Trevor Lawrence shockingly announces that he is going to uh, go to the NFL draft. Oh, Um, so shocked. Yeah. I was unbelievably shocked. I mean, there was a rumor all year that he might be coming back, but that was with the Jets having the first (laughs) pick and everything. Um. But I think him losing that game against Ohio State kind of, you know, was a done deal. Trevor Lawrence, a guy who's been the, you know, supposed to be the first overall pick in the draft, probably since he was a senior in high school. I mean, like, has always been the top of mock drafts. He probably is going to be the number one overall pick this year, and he made it official today. He's, I mean, yeah, he's elite. Watching Mm -hmm. his highlight tape is nuts. He doesn't play. It's so weird to watch him play. He's he's crazy. He is so good. He's he's very good. Well, we talked about <laughs> it last night, Monday night, I guess. There's no way that guy busts. Like that, no. that's what like I like I don't want to say that, but but, dude, but it's, it's like I could almost like I'd be willing to put money on it. Oh, like if me I too. like I would I would put money on that he doesn't bust. You can kind of just tell sometimes, but um, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can tell with him. It's so obvious. Next on the news, this one is very recent news. Pistons rookie guard Killian Hayes is going to be out indefinitely. He tore uh, his labrum and his right hip um, in their game against the Bucks the other night, which I don't know how that's going to work because, like, other than D. Rose, like, who else can play? I mean, DeLon Wright kind of plays point guard. Yeah. Are we going to see minutes from, like, Saban Lee or? Probably I mean, not. any other guard? No, probably not. No, they'll probably just give more minutes to, like, Svee. I mean, they play a lot of big lineups. They'll play mm-hmm. a lot of lineups where Josh Jackson or Sekou are playing shooting guards. Yeah, so. they like to play big this year. Yeah. I mean, Speed's a big, big player in himself at mm-hmm. the two. Yeah, I mean, he's like he's like six seven, I think. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Killian Hayes being out, it does suck because obviously you want to see the young guys play, but hopefully he can get healthy. And while he is out, hopefully the other young guys can step up. Mm-hmm. Next on the news, uh, yes, or two days ago was Black Monday, the the day where all the NFL coaches get fired. Uh, I mean, all the all the bad coaches get fired. Adam Gase shockingly was fired. Um, that was the probably the most expected firing oh, of all time. Oh, it was so obvious. Yeah. Uh, Doug Marone gets fired from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I kind of expected that one, but if it wouldn't have happened, it wouldn't have been that crazy. And then Anthony Lynn gets fired from the L.A. Chargers, and like you, we were just talking about that. That one was kind of a shocker to me. Oh, that one was definitely a shocker to me because it wasn't like they were bad this season. I mean, they weren't good. No, they were pretty bad. But they were competitive. Like, they were competing in every game they played. And, uh, I mean, at one point in the year, it was 
them, the Packers, and the Chiefs yeah. had, hadn't had a mm-hmm. game where they lost by more than seven. Yeah, exactly. They were they were competing. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I was kind of surprised by that, but I know that there was a lot of from Chargers fans, a lot of doubts in Anthony Lynn's future with this team as far as if he can take the team far. Didn't they win their last four games? They won a yeah, they won a good amount of their games in a row. Uh, I mean, they they're gonna have the thirteenth pick in the draft. Yeah, like, like they, they were dropped. they were one of the worst teams before. So, but yeah, Anthony Lynn is fired. So the Chargers are joining several teams that are in need of a head coach right now. Speaking of head coach, uh, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, he pretty much no, not pretty much. He has gotten interviewed by every single team that. Uh, needs a head coach right now, which is kind of crazy. He for sure is like the top candidate uh, to be a coach right now. Oh, Jacksonville said their top candidate is Urban Meyer. No, I'm just saying. I'm not saying he is the top candidate. I'm just oh, saying he, he's a top oh, candidate I think for, he's the, for all for yeah. all teams. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know Urban Meyer has been in talk with Jacksonville, but in general, I'm saying the enemy yeah. is for every single team. Speaking of head coach, the Cleveland Browns will be without theirs this weekend. Kevin Stefanski test positive for COVID. And so he cannot coach the game, um, which is huge. I mean, this is Brown's first playoff game in forever. 2002. And, fi- you know, they finally make it, and now their coach uh, can't can't coach the game. They can't even practice. Their facility was shut down. Yeah, they'll probably, be, they'll probably be back to practice oh, they, today or tomorrow, but yeah. they couldn't uh, Monday. I wonder how it's going to work, though, because they said their special teams coordinator is going to coach, but, I, like, I don't know if I was talking to you about this. I was talking to somebody, but... Can Kevin Stefanski like be on the phone with somebody who's like at the game? Like, is that legal? Like, See, can he I would do that? Assume, like, you think because you would, were talking right? to me about this, I don't think he would be able to. Because I think he'd be like, because like, like he's I don't still know. the coach. Like, he the only reason he can't be there is because of COVID. Yeah. It's not like he got suspended by the league or something where he can't. You know, they might be worried he gets like. I don't know though. Like, like, can he? Like, I don't see why why he wouldn't be able to. You know, yeah, be on the phone with somebody. Or, all I'm thinking is like he'd be able to find like a way to cheat from home. Yeah. Like, how do you cheat as a coach? How do you? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's allowed or not. Like, because you know, guys sit up in the booth and everything, and obviously he won't be allowed to do that. So, but yeah, it's not not good for the Browns because they also have a couple players on their offensive line that are going to be out um, because of COVID as well. So, mm-hmm. not looking good for the Browns. Couple more things on the news. Jalen Waddle, uh, star wide receiver next to Heisman winner Devontae Smith. Looks like he is going to be back for the championship game on Monday, which is crazy. He hasn't played since early October. Um, he had a serious injury. I can't remember if it was an ACL or Achilles injury. Some Something not a very good injury. Um, but, yeah, he's supposed to be like a top 10, or he's a top 10 prospect in the draft. Definitely will be a first-round pick. Pretty crazy that uh, that he's going to be returning for I can't this believe game. that he wants to return for this game, like after a serious injury. Like right yeah. before you're about to get paid, like you're about to be. We paid. talked about this though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's hard. For- it's it's easy to say like, how can you go play like you like you're about to go get a bunch of money in the NFL? What if you get hurt again? But if I'm in that situation to go play in the college championship game, I'm playing. I'm gonna go play. If I'm yeah. allowed to play, I will play like yeah. for sure. Because I mean, I imagine Jalen Waddle's a very competitive player and everything. So yeah, I would think you'd have to be. Last on the news, Kevin Durant is going to be out this week with, uh, he didn't get COVID, he tested negative multiple times, but he was in close contact with someone who had it, so he had to be out seven days as of Monday, so I think he'll be back next Monday. So are we ready to hop into um, into some NFL news? Yeah, well, we were just in the NFL news. I'm just... NFL. <laughs> um, so, week 17 review. Our picks from last week were really important based on, you know, 
whoever wins this week wins the whole entire season of picks. And let's just go over some some of the games that uh, that we picked differently on. First one, uh, the huge game between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. The Dallas Cowboys win, or no, excuse me, the Dallas Cowboys lose that game. The New York Giants win. Um, both teams were playing really hard, and it was actually kind of fun. Like, I didn't watch most of this game. I watched the highlights of it, though. And both teams were definitely trying to win this game. Like, they they obviously both wanted a chance at the NFC East. The New York Jets did not beat the Patriots like I predicted. Um, I shouldn't have put my faith in the Jets, but <laughs> that's just what I did. Pittsburgh Steelers versus Cleveland Browns was a pretty close one. Came down to the wire, but the Cleveland Browns got the upset over the Steelers. And that's what got them into the playoffs. That was an interesting game. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Baltimore got in the playoffs with a win over Cincinnati. Absolutely killed them. Uh, Miami-Buffalo was a huge game. Buffalo absolutely destroyed Miami. Uh, I picked the upset with Miami. Definitely was not the right choice. Buffalo is very, very good. Um, Arizona-LA Rams. LA Rams backup quarterback who's never even played an NFL snap. Starts for them and wins them the game. I mean, he didn't have that good of a game, but the Cardinals didn't play very good. Kyler Murray did get hurt in this game, and they were eliminated from the playoffs. And then lastly, uh, two more games, actually. Um, Green Bay-Chicago. Green Bay beat Chicago. But it doesn't really matter because Arizona lost, so Chicago still snuck in the playoffs at 8-8, eight and eight, which is pretty nuts. And then lastly, Sunday Night Football, the thing that we're going to talk about right now, <laughs> Washington Versus the Eagles. So, if you don't know what happened in this game, pretty much what happened was it was a you know a close game. Like def- it was winnable for either team. End of the third quarter. I I don't know if I'm pretty sure that the the football team was up or it was tied. I can't remember how the score was at the end of the third. I thought they were up three. Was was football team up three or the Eagles up three? I think the football I think, team was up. three. That's what I thought. Football but, team was up three because I for- I did watch the game. I just forget. Yeah. Um. And Jalen Hurts, you know, pretty much the Eagles have committed to him as their starting quarterback for the rest of this year. Um, Carson Wentz has already, you know, came out and said he doesn't want to be an Eagle anymore. And Doug Peterson decides to sit Jalen Hurts uh, in the fourth quarter for Nate Sudfeld, their third-string quarterback, a guy who is has no part of the Eagles' future, you know, obviously, as, as a quarterback for the Eagles in the future. J- they've committed to Jalen Hurts. Puts him in the game. Eagles lose. Um, Washington gets in the playoffs. If Eagles were to beat Washington, then the Giants would have gotten in. So Giants fans are upset. Eagles saying Eagles, you know, they threw the game. They didn't try to win, which is just a shame. There's been a lot of talk about this game, whether because it's pretty obvious the Eagles lost this game on purpose. Like it's yeah, it's pretty. That's the, I don't think that is an argument. It looks way worse because of the way Sudfeld got it and played. I mean, his first four plays was a pick and a fumble. Yeah. It's not like he got in there and played decent. Yeah, he got like, in he there and horrible. played bad. Like, it, like almost like, okay, are you playing this bad? Like, yeah. are you actually playing this bad? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was pretty obvious that they lost this game on purpose. But the the talk is whether it was right or not. If that, you know, if the Giants fans are obviously saying it's not right, you know, Joe Judge, the Giants coach, said he would never disrespect the game. And as long as he's the coach of the Giants, they will go out and – Try 100% every game. Um, J.J. Watt was earlier, not early this year, early this week, um, pretty much came out and said, like, it's he doesn't want the Texans to play bad like that, and if anyone wants to do that, then they can get off of the Texans because he's not about that. A lot of veteran players hate the whole tanking thing. 
what I want to know, Easton, what do you, what is your thoughts about this whole Eagles situation? What do you, who do you think is right and and wrong here? I, I hated watching the game. I I was sitting there watching it, and I remember like my jaw hit the floor when Jalen Hurts was on the sidelines laughing, like at the backup quarterback as he threw a pick after his first pick. Jalen Hurts was laughing. Uh, I there was obviously something wrong, and the Eagles did it all wrong. You don't. You don't make it that obvious that you're tanking, especially when you're in a position where you can win a football game. It's not like they started Sudfeld from the start of the game. They noticed they had a shot, they had a shot of winning that game, and they lost it just intentionally for a better draft pick. But I think this falls a lot onto the NFL because uh, their system is all screwed up for uh, draft picks. Worst team gets the first pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just makes tanking so much easier because there's no risk. You know that if you're worse than somebody, you get a higher pick. So I think it's a lot is not so much with – because they're building for the future. It's not like they're building for the now. They weren't going to go anywhere if they won that football game. There was no point in them winning Mm -hmm. that football game. Yeah, they had they had no gain to winning that no, game. They, nothing. They, they only had lost. Right now, the Eagles have the sixth pick because they lost. If they would have won, they would have gotten to nine. So it's it's not a huge you know change in drafts with it from six to nine. In the NFL, it's it's a lot different than NBA. Cause it's all about what position you need and everything. But continue though. But that's a big deal when you're. I mean, when you know what pick you can get going into a game, and there's no risk of losing that game, saying, "Well, we might get screwed in the draft lottery," mm-hmm. like there is in the NBA. You you can't get screwed in the draft lottery here. There is no draft lottery. You know what pick you can get during the game, during that last game of the season. Mm-hmm. I think it falls on the NFL more than anything because the Eagles are just – I mean, they had no gain in winning that game. There was no point in them winning. Yeah, uh, They were just going to help the Giants if they won. Yeah, and you look at it too, like the Giants, they they had, were in the weirdest situation of all where if they would have if they would have lost that game to the Cowboys on Sunday they had a chance at getting as high as the third pick in the draft it depending if you know like Houston and Atlanta and Cincinnati if all those teams were to win which none of them did so it didn't really matter or if they won they could have gotten into the playoffs mm-hmm. they chose you know we're going to try to make the playoffs and they won and that's why I think Giants fans are upset because they could have done what the Eagles did yes they had more to gain than the Eagles they had a chance at getting in the playoffs but they also could have had a higher pick than the Eagles, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. Um, my opinion on it is I don't really blame the Eagles, honestly. Like, I, I know Giants fans are salty. Stephen A. Smith and um, and Max Kellerman, they're both Giants fans. And listening to them talk about it is is pretty funny because Max Kellerman thinks that the Eagles are, like, are a disgrace to the game and everything because of it. I mean, I don't think that at all. I don't think that at all. You got to no. do what's best for your franchise, and yep. if losing that game is best for your team, then that's it. But, but I don't like I don't like the benching of Jalen Hurts though. Mm-hmm. I don't like that because it just makes it way more obvious. Like, yeah. it makes it way more obvious that you're trying to lose. If, like I said, if you would have just sat Jalen Hurts and said, you know what, he's let just say he has a a minor injury or something, even if he doesn't. And then put in Sudfeld, start him the whole game. That's fine. But the fact that they benched him in the fourth quarter, the guy who you just committed to two games ago, now you're benching him. Like, it's just, it's it's not, it doesn't look good at all. And this might even backfire on Philadelphia. I mean, their players were upset. Like, Oh, they had several players upset, yeah. I mean, they had, uh, during the game report came out that two defensive players had to be held back from going at Doug Peterson. Like, going at the head coach. So this might backfire and be worse uh, for them than good for them. Uh, that pick might just be null and void because nobody wants to play for the Eagles. Yeah, and I know like Zach Ertz uh, and Jason Kelsey, those two guys were you know two veterans that weren't 
too happy with everything that happened. And there was, yeah, like you said, there was probably several other players that were upset with everything that happened. And I can imagine that. Like, I I can understand why those guys are upset. But from a fan standpoint, you know, if I'm the... I, w- I would be wanting to lose that game, too. You know, like, there's yeah. no point in me. Why would I want to help no, out exactly. my, my division rival? You know, it's just like, whatever. If that's Detroit, if the Lions are in that position, I mean, I'm cheering for them to lose that football game. Yeah. Like, it's just the way it is. The Pistons... I would be cheering for them to lose that football or that basketball game. And it's just, and another thing too, I don't really, I, I like what Joe Judge said. Like, I, I, I agree with what I he said about, I, well, he he just, like what I, he said that I would never disrespect the game. And he didn't say anything. They asked him about the Eagles situation. He just said, if as long as I'm the coach, I will never purposely lose a game. I'll never disrespect uh, my, t- my players and everything. Um, which I I agree with what he says, but at the same time, it's like I don't want the Giants to be all petty about this. Like you could have been a better team, you could have mm-hmm. won more games to yeah, you know not be in five. that not be in that position. The Giants were in a point where they were in they were like six or they were like five and seven or four and seven, and they were in the lead of the NFC East, and then they lost several games in a row, like winnable games. Um, you know, don't just don't win, lose be those better. games. Yeah, be better. Be a better football team. Don't have to rely on another team's outcome for you to be better. I guess. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, no, that's not my. I haven't even thought about that, but that is yeah sensical because it's not like they were like a ten and like I like get they it. They weren't a nine win team. Yeah, they were a bad football. They team were this they, year. like neither of those teams are good. No, no, none of the four teams in the NFC. The the football team probably is the best team. Oh, I would think so. Um, but they're still not very good. Like none of them are good teams. Yeah. Did you see the stat about Alex Smith? About Alex Smith and the uh, Washington football team? They're, uh, probably not. They're five and one when he starts. Really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, their coach said that Ron Rivera said that they're gonna might be rotating quarterbacks in their game next week just because Alex Smith is still kind of banged up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's gonna work. But I mean, anything else you want to say about the Eagles? No. No. All right. So, like I said, back to our weekly picks. Week seventeen, I got nine out of sixteen right, and Easton just decided. You know what? For the last week, I'm just going to break the record for most ever picks right. 13 out of 16. Holy moly. He took all the safe ones, didn't take any risks. You know, it's whatever. (laughs) But no, I'm just kidding. Easton makes the historic comeback, man. I was up eight to four weeks right, and he comes back, wins it nine to eight. Um, There were like two two or three weeks, and they were like, I won that first week to make eight and five, where I would come down here and I'd be writing. My hands would start sweating. I'd get so nervous about picks because <laughs> I didn't want to get blown out. But this was, a, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better first picks that we ever do. Yeah. I like mean, this, this year was pretty it. nuts. Like it just, I mean, yeah, I would have loved to won, but mm-hmm. it was pretty dramatic how it came down to the end like that. So Very. Um, are we ready to hop into our weekly picks for this week? I yeah. mean, our weekly playoff picks. Yeah. I wish, do you want to click the button? Yeah, might as I well. I mean, might as well. Weekly picks, it's the weekly picks. It's the high tempo weekly NFL picks. Weekly NFL playoff picks. We have six playoff games this week, and we're also uh, while we do this, we're just going to predict the entire playoffs, um, like how we did when the NBA playoffs started. So, are we ready? First game Saturday. We have three Saturday, three Sunday. We have the seven seeded Indianapolis Colts taking on the two seeded. 13 and 3 Buffalo Bills. The Bills are rolling and seriously look like they're probably the third best team in football right now. They are unbelievable. It's the Bills. Yeah. 
I went with the Bills too. Safe pick. Um, I have a lot of safe. But the picks, thing I is, realize. the thing is though, like if there was an upset for me to pick, like a big upset, it would be this one though, because mm-hmm. the Colts are are a pretty good team for yeah. being the seven seed. Like they are, they are a pretty good team, and I really could see the Colts upset Buffalo here. I mean, they have a lot of veterans on their team, whereas Buffalo has a lot of guys who haven't really played in the playoffs mm-hmm. that much, or at least a lot of younger guys. So, next game. On Saturday, we have the six-seeded Los Angeles Rams. They still don't know who's going to start at quarterback for them. Taking on the three-seeded Seattle Seahawks. And for that reason, exactly. Because Warford, Wolford. Wolford, I think. Wolford. He was not good. I watched the whole game. I had two Rams fans sitting next to me. They were rooting for him because they liked him better than Jared Goff right from the start. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he was not good. I'm I don't care who you start. I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm I'm going with Seahawks too. This one is if the Rams were to upset Seahawks, it'd be pretty nuts. Uh, but I'm going with the Seahawks here. Russell Wilson should win this game. I'm pretty sure he's undefeated at home in the playoffs in his career. I that think is I saw nuts. That. Yeah, I, either that or he only has one loss. But they don't have the 12th man. Exactly. That's I mean that's why he he's yeah. undefeated. <laughs> Last game on Saturday, we have the five-seeded Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the four-seeded Washington football team. I think this one's probably the easiest pick that there is. I'm taking the Bucks, and there's uh, yeah, no I'm taking question. the Bucks too. Uh, but Chase Young wants Tom Brady, yeah, so which is not so for you to say. We'll see. I mean, that's a pretty ballsy statement <laughs> yeah. coming from a rookie. That no, that is the most ballsy <laughs> statement, especially after losing to a team that just lost on purpose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I would I wouldn't be talking so much, Chase Young, but whatever. Sunday games we have the five seeded Ravens taking on the four seeded Tennessee Titans. This one is easily for me the toughest game to pick, in oh, my opinion. Yeah, uh, it's a rematch of last year. Rematch of last year, and I picked both four or five upsets. I'm going with Baltimore here. Uh, I don't think Baltimore loses two years in a row to the Titans. I don't think they'll let it happen. Like I know it could happen, but I don't. Th- I don't see Baltimore letting it happen and letting that. Kind of be a damper to the start of Lamar's what could be great legacy that he could be mm-hmm. building right here. It'd be a, that'd be a bad start to it. So I'm taking Baltimore right off the bat. So for me, I mean, you look at this Titans team, four seed. They won their division. This this is a better Titans team this year than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Last year they were nine and seven as a wild card team that went in and won. You know, made it to the game before the Super Bowl. This Baltimore team is a worse team. That team was. 14 and 2, 112 straight. They're kind of looking like how the Buffalo Bills were. You know, it's a team that is on a huge roll and then they lost. Um, but exactly what I just said, I'm contradicting it all. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> um, the Ravens are they're still hot. I mean, oh, they they, they were six and five at one point, if I'm not wrong. If I am wrong, they were definitely seven and five. But they they're on a run. Lamar Jackson, hundred or one thousand yards rushing back to back years, which is insane. Derrick Henry did hit 2,000 yards, though, which is absolutely crazy. Um, but last year, Ryan Tannehill threw for like 80 yards in this in that game and, and won still. Lamar Jackson had a crazy good game, and they lost. I think Baltimore, if they lose to the Titans twice, it's going to be like insane. Like They might as well just get rid of their guys. No, you might as well restart. <laughs> you might as well restart and go play for the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm going with the Ravens, man. Like I, I do, I do think they. This is a huge revenge game for them because they lost to the Titans this during the season yeah. as well. Like yeah. it was came down to the wire, went to overtime. So they really want to. I am so win this excited. Game. This could be the start of a great playoff rivalry between. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lamar and I mean Derek the Ravens Henry and Titans point. have beef. Remember when they played in the regular season this year and uh, John Harbaugh and 
um who was it for the for the Titans? Oh man, it was one of their corners. It was Malcolm Butler. They got into it before the game. Like oh, they, I do they got into that. a huge there was a brawl before the or just not a I brawl, but just a huge mosh pet sho- shoving yeah. match, pretty much. Yeah. So like these teams hate each other. This is gonna be a good game to watch. I can't wait. Next, we have the worst team. Actually, no, they're not the worst team in the playoffs. Never mind. <laughs> Second worst team in the playoffs, the seven seeded Chicago Bears taking on the two seeded New Orleans Saints. I'm going to check the camera real quick. Again, this is one where uh, Drew Brees is back. Uh, there's no word on whether Kamara will is back or not, but it sounds like he'll be back. Like I looked it up today, and it said he he'll be back like the Thursday before they play. So like this Thursday, yeah, because he be got, able to practice. Yeah, because he got COVID, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh. I'm going to Saints. I don't see the Saints losing the Bears unless the Bears pass rush is just too much. Unless for the yeah, Saints. the Bears they're, they're going to have to have their their good defense uh, played like a good defense yeah. if they want to win this game. Because who's going to start? Is is Trubisky the quarterback? Like I think Trubisky's the I quarterback, so. but who knows? I probably uh, start Nick Foles. I'm going. I mean, Nick Foles has also been horrible. Like Trubisky's been better than Foles. Oh this yeah, year. I'm just saying. I like they just Nick need Foles to get rid of both of them. <laughs> I'm going with the Saints as well. Bears. I really hope they lose by like sixty. Oh me too. I'm Man, that'd be awesome. And then the last game, another rematch of last week, back to back weeks playing against each other. This is a huge game as well. Six seed Cleveland Browns taking on the three seed Pittsburgh Steelers. This one is is interesting. And I love this game. I think the Browns have a good shot at winning this game, like really good shot. However, they haven't even they they haven't practiced for two days now. Uh, head coach is gone. Your special teams coordinator, who apparently is like a very reliable coach who knows mm-hmm. about everything. Yeah, and I mean, I think too, you don't really want to make your one of your coordinators the the head coach. You want them to focus on their their stuff. job of being the coordinators. Where I I do like the idea of making yeah. the the special teams coach, the coach. And I and like I said, the Steelers' defense is down a number of players. Uh, I couldn't even name them, but Jabril Peppers being a big one. Their linebacker core has gotten weaker throughout the year with injuries. Uh, but I'm still going Steelers. I don't think the Browns will win this game and beat them. This got to be the first weeks. time you've picked the Steelers to win a game in like five or six oh, weeks. Oh, it has to be. I mean, yeah. And I, I, I just can't see the Browns beating them again. Yeah. It'd be nuts. It would be I mean, nuts. The Steelers, the Steelers beat the Browns way back early in the year, and obviously the Browns won last week, and this is the third time they're matching up. Um, the Steelers are definitely like one of the most hated teams in the NFL right now. They're, they've lost four out of five um, of their last five games. I'm going with Pittsburgh again, though, uh, exact, for the exact reasons that you stated. There's just too much for the Browns to overcome here with you know not practicing for the first couple days of the week, not having their head coach. Too many guys out on their team. Um, barely beat the Steelers last week with no Big Ben. I know that Big Ben, you know, has struggled as of lately, but still, um, I'm going with the Steelers. And if the Steelers do lose this game, it is going to be embarrassing for the Steelers. I mean, mm-hmm. embarrassing as to be for the Steelers to lose to a Browns team that has everything that's going on with everything with them going right now. against them. Yeah, I mean, like, their backs are against the wall. They Browns are, are like they 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 have a very small chance of winning this game. They could, like I'm not yeah. saying they can't, but the Steelers need to take advantage of that and win this game and, it, and it, win it handily. It'd be a big time upset if the Browns be, I think it'd be game. a huge upset. I mean, just be you know, the Browns beat them if if the Browns didn't have all this covid stuff it going on. Be one. It wouldn't be cuz the Browns beat them last week, you yeah. know, but they, all of this situation that has happened this week is just knocking the Browns down for yep. sure. We actually have the same exact playoff picture from here on out. For now. well, we yeah we picked it for uh, all the same teams today, right? Yeah, yeah that's actually we crazy. We picked all the same teams. teams. So, 
So let's get into the rest of the playoffs. So um, in the NFC, let's let's move out there. The first matchup, we'll see the Green Bay Packers play their first game. Green Bay versus Tampa Bay in the divisional NFC round. Who do you got winning this one? I got the Packers. The Packers have looked almost unstoppable except for a couple games this year. Uh, they look unbelievable. I'm going for Packers over yeah. the Bucks. Um, Packers have been unstoppable this year. Aaron Rodgers, it's insane uh, the year that he's having. He's he is the MVP of the NFL. Uh, we were I was thinking about making like some sort of list for that, but it's obvious he's gonna win the MVP. Yeah. Uh, but it, the thing that about that though is it's it comes about to the you know there's Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. How many times have we seen that in the playoffs? Have they ever played against each other in the in the Super Bowl? I really don't think they have. I don't think they have. I don't think they have. Um, they, I mean, this is a legendary duel. Yeah, right I mean, here. this is going to be. I hope that this this happens because this is going to be crazy. And for me, I'm going with the guy who's who's better all time. I'm taking really? the upset. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm up t- picking the upset over Green Bay. Yeah, does it help that I'm a super Packers hater? Yeah, that might <laughs> it might be a little bias of a pick, but whatever. You know, you got to shake things up a little bit. I'm going with the Bucks, man, because the Bucks really just have to they just they just have to play like they do in the second half and mm-hmm. the entire the whole game. game. Like they they are such a good second half team. Their defense plays really good in the second half. Obviously, their offense is there. Um A B had a you know, ended the regular season with a huge game in week 17, had like eleven catches. Um I mean, I I think Tampa Bay could make a run for sure. Oh, me oh, I think they're most they're the team that's has like the highest probability of making a like run. Like as a low seed. Yeah. Uh they have all the weapons to be great. And I'm really hoping for this game to be a shootout. Like I want three hundred and fifty passing yards between both quarterbacks. Oh, there it probably will happen. Do you know how insane that would be? The old <laughs> guys just duking it out. It's gonna happen. I'm so excited for that. Unless another game. NFC team lower than the five seed wins, then Seriously, they'll play Green Bay. Dude, like if, if the Bears win or some shit, like yeah, I or be. the Rams, like that's just gonna or be if so the Bucks lose. Yeah, that, Los- that would suck. I would hate that. No, that would be funny. No, that would be I, hilarious. I could, Tom Brady would have to retire. He would have to. Oh, you're retiring. Yeah. <laughs> so the next game. In the NFC divisional round would be the two-seeded Saints against the three-seeded Seahawks. This actually makes it way easier that we picked all the Saints. Yeah, it makes teams. it super easy. So, uh, Seahawks-Saints. Uh, this one, I'm going with the better team this year. I think they're the better team. The only problem is Drew Brees hasn't played a lot lately. He played last year. I mean, week, who's right? the better team? They, go, they the, both got the same record. I think the Saints are a better okay. team. Uh, I think they have better defense, better roster. Uh, and I picked the Saints in this game because of that reason. However... I would not be shocked if this, and I've picked the best team almost every single game from here. Like the best team is winning most of these games. Usually doesn't here. happen like that. Usually doesn't yeah. happen. Like that. I know that. <laughs> like it's, this isn't like the M- NBA. Usually you can you, you, you can take games. the higher you can take the higher seeds in the NBA, and usually you will get it right. But in the NFL, there's there's a lot of times where the lower seed wins. Yep, and but I'm still going Saints here over the Seahawks. Uh, Drew Brees hasn't played a lot lately, but I, he's still Drew Brees. He. He's going to still be running that same offense where it's a lot of uh, check downs to Alvin Kamara. And just yeah. let Alvin Kamara do I picked the Saints here as well. Uh, they ended the season kind of red hot, at least the last couple of weeks. And I definitely think that they're going to take that into the playoffs with them. In the AFC divisional round, we're going to have a huge game here between the two former MVPs, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, this one was I, I had to spend some time on this one, honestly. You're gonna see a shootout. 
Like no matter what, there's no chance eh, this game isn't a shootout. I wouldn't. I definitely. I would honestly think the opposite of that. You think it's gonna be a defensive game? Well, I mean, Baltimore's defense is one of the best in the NFL, and can and Kansas City's um, defense is all right. And but Lamar and and Baltimore, they run the ball a lot. You know, they don't throw. They don't get a lot of passing yards. So I could definitely see this game being like a twenty-one to seventeen or like a seventeen to fourteen type. Of yeah, game. I guess it's not a shoot. Yeah, I could. I could see it be like a. Probably twenty. I'm not saying Baltimore. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying Baltimore's defense is going to lock Kansas no, City up or nothing. Can't. But but it's not like this is two teams that both have horrible defenses. I cannot see a defense being able to stick with the Chiefs for three for they can stick with them for about three quarters. I think I agree that there's not a single defense in the playoffs here that like can stop Kansas City. I, no. I completely agree with that. Yeah, and that's it's why just I, about the offense outdueling the other yes, offense. But I don't think Baltimore has the offense to. Be better than the Chiefs are doing against Baltimore's defense. You know what I'm trying to say? I think so. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I think I do. I, I've got the it's Chiefs. It's complicated, yeah. but yeah. I got the Chiefs winning this game. I don't think you can keep up and hold them to not very many points for four quarters of football, mm-hmm. playoff football. I don't think it can happen. I'm sorry, Scuba. <laughs> you know, they, they they lost in the divisional round last year after having the first round bye. This time, at least they'll get a win. At least I pick them to get a win against the Titans. But I got to go with the Chiefs, man. I, I was really like trying to find ways of why I could like commit to the Ravens upsetting them like but it's just like so difficult like the, it's so the Chiefs hard for are me, so good hard for me to pick the Chiefs to lose um so yeah I, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs over Baltimore but I definitely would not be surprised if Baltimore upset Kansas City I I'd think be, I'd be surprised I think if there's a team in the AFC to upset Kansas City I legitimately think any team in the AFC other than Kansas City like to beat them, I think it's Baltimore over Buffalo over oh, Pittsburgh. I, think Buffalo. I really think the Ravens have a better chance at upsetting the Chiefs than anyone else, just because the dynamic that I just, Lamar no, just Jackson because, presents are just. I just think just because they're they're a better team. Like I think if the Ravens played the Bills at some point, I think the Ravens would beat them. Okay, uh, like I just know if like I, like definitely the Bills are super good. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you're just saying me, you think I the just, Ravens? I just are better. think the Ravens are better. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. So next game. Divisional round, AFC, Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. Rematch of this game that happened uh, not too long ago, like four or five weeks ago. Who you got? I've got the Bills straight up. I think, I mean, you've heard me talk about how much I love watching the Bills, and I think they're unbelievable. Uh, Josh Allen just slings the football all over the field, and I could could watch that 24 hours a day (laughs) on repeat the same plays over and over again, watch him play. And I think he is very, very elite. Uh, I'm taking the young guy beating up on the old guys. You know, Buffalo is really like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I picked Buffalo to beat Pittsburgh as well. But I like Buff this Buffalo team really, like I said, just reminds me so much of Baltimore last year. Like I could so see Buffalo just coming out and losing to Indianapolis week one. Like flat falling flat <laughs> on the face. But I can't take the Steelers to beat Buffalo. I just can't. The Steelers have not been good enough as of late. It's a recency type of thing, but that's how the playoffs work. I mean, it's whoever's playing the best right now, not all season. It's one game. Yeah, Buffalo's got, you know, the same – or Pittsburgh only has one less game um, – or they're one less game won than Buffalo. But, I mean, right now Buffalo is a much better team than the Steelers, I would say. Oh, much better. Pittsburgh can definitely pick it up. You know, they have a lot of guys on this team who've made it to the playoffs several times. They probably have the most experience in the AFC, honestly. So – but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going with Buffalo. Pretty boring of you to take the one and two seeds for all of them, honestly. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> I know it's boring, but like I, 
I can't imagine these teams losing. And the thing is, one of these teams Has is going to lose. Like, right? it's gonna, like, that's why I picked Green Bay. Like, yeah. it's, it's not going to be 1-2 and 1-2 in the championship. Could you imagine, though? But it won't happen. Yeah. It just doesn't it's happen. It's not going to happen. Way. Somebody's so, going to step up and play playoff football. Uh, NFC championship game. So uh, for me, I have the actually for let's go for you. For you first, you have Green Bay versus New Orleans, correct? Yep. All right, Green Bay versus New Orleans for you. Who is the NFC champion going to the Super Bowl? I've got Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints winning this one. So I didn't pick the one over the two, <laughs> but I got the Saints winning this game. I seriously think they are just going to be so hard to stop with a fully healthy team. And now they've played two weeks with a fully healthy team with Alvin Kamara back and Drew Brees back and Mike Thomas at full strength, which they haven't seen much of all All year. year. And they're still the second-best team in the NFC. I'm picking the Saints over the Packers. You know, so for me, uh, I had the the Buccaneers-Saints in the NFC Championship game as I had the Bucs upsetting the Packers. You know, the Bucs are going to have a huge upset over over a legendary quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Two legendary quarterbacks going back at it again. Buccaneers versus Saints. Like, how much more picture-perfect is this than just the, the legendary of, of these two teams? And I got to go with the guy who pretty much, he's pretty much said that this year is going to be his last year. That's Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Um, I mean, I Drew Brees hasn't, like, technically confirmed that he is – this is his last year, but it got like leaked that he said something to somebody that he was going to retire once the year's over. But yeah, I'm going with the Saints over the Buccaneers. Um, but this is gonna this is gonna be a good game if this Dude, happens. I just thought about it. Our divisional round of the NFC, the quarterbacks in that are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Rogers, Brady, Breeze, Wilson. <laughs> that is nuts. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. So we both had the Saints one in them. We, both, both, have the we both have the Saints in the Super Bowl. In the AFC. So we both have Kansas City Buffalo, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Kansas City Buffalo. Who are you taking here? This one, it is, and I've been saying it all year. Uh the favorite. Uh, we were talking about this in the power rankings. I said if the Steelers and the Chiefs played, because you had them at number one. You had the Steelers at number one. I had the Chiefs at number one. And the Steelers were like 10 and 0 at that point or something yeah, crazy. Yeah. And I said that if the Chiefs played the Steelers right now, it would be an upset if the Steelers won, is what I came out and said. The Chiefs are still the favorite going in that game. The Chiefs are the favorite, I think, in every game they play. I'm picking the Chiefs in this game because I think the favorite is just right. right. But what does that have to do with Buffalo? I'm just saying, like, I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Pittsburgh was brought up. I don't up know why that. I brought that up. <laughs> Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are just all year I've been saying all year I've been saying they're the favorites. No matter what game yeah. they're in, whoever they're playing, I think they're the better football team. I'm going with the Chiefs here. I think the Chiefs are unreal. For the Bills side of things, um, the Bills have the mat- matchups to try to stop uh, Kansas City. I mean, Tredavious White is one of the best corners in the league. I don't know if he'll be on Tyree Kill or you know in the slot or if he'll be on the outside. They have a great linebacker core um, with uh, Tremaine Edmonds who can kind of stop, slow down Travis Kelsey a little bit, Micah Hyde at safety as well, who'll come and play some sub-linebacker. So they can do their best to stop him. But I got to go with the experience. I mean, Kansas City went went all the way last year. This Buffalo team is, you know, is newer. You know, I'd love new, to pick really the young good team. I, I would love to do it, but I got to go with Kansas City here. They've looked so good all year. If for them to choke, like, 
for them to not make it to the Super Bowl would just be crazy. So we both had the same Super Bowl. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Kansas City versus New Orleans, baby. Who you got winning it all? Who do you got winning Super Bowl? What even is the Super Bowl this year? I don't know. We talked about this earlier. 57 or 8, like last probably. Week. 57? I don't know. 6 or 7? I don't know. Fifty, Late 50s, yeah. something. Uh, like I just said, uh, I don't care who the Chiefs are playing. They're my pick to win. I've got the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, back-to-back Super Bowl champs. I can't wait to get the new the T-shirt to add the collection. I just started with my Lakers championship T-shirt, <laughs> but it'll be my long collection. I want to get the back-to-back one where Patrick Mahomes is holding two MVP, Super Bowl MVP trophies, or Travis Kelsey gets it this year. I don't really know. Yeah. But Chiefs all the way. Wait, did Patrick Mahomes even win Super Bowl MVP? I'm pretty sure Damian Williams won Super Bowl MVP. Did he? He might have. No, I, I think that they, they, they were saying he should have gotten it over. Uh, he no, should have gotten it over Pat Mahomes, but he didn't. I did. I mean, did Mahomes get it? He he might have, but I just feel like I think he did win it. I think he did, but I think Damien. Everyone was saying Damien Williams should have won it over him. It's not going to load. I think Patrick Mahomes did win it though. Yeah, we're just going to assume that he did. I think he did. I think I'm yeah because it wasn't the thing like look, yeah it's most, Lamar's. Re- most recent is Patrick Mahomes yep okay so that was the whole thing with Lamar uh-huh. to get his Super Bowl MVP right this year. so for me Kansas City New Orleans uh, this is gonna be a great matchup both really really good teams but if you if you do remember uh, early yeah, in the year I remember early in the year we did our preseason NFL uh, predictions of every you know we predicted all the conference standings and everything which we're gonna react to. Um, when the when the NFL season is completely over after the Super Bowl and everything, and I chose the New Orleans Saints to win the Super Bowl this year, and you know in the when we did our NBA thing like that, like I picked the Lakers at the beginning of the year and then I switched it up for the end, um, but this time I decided, you know what, I gotta stick to my pick. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints over the Chiefs. You know, I mean, you know me, like I'm a I you I was a Chiefs fan, you know, like mm-hmm. I before the Chiefs were good, I actually was a yeah. Chiefs oh, fan. Oh, he has the coolest Kansas City yeah. Chiefs shirt. I have, I have ever. a couple. I have like two Ch- Chiefs shirts. Um, I used to have family in Kansas City. That's why I was a, a Chiefs fan, just because I would I had family down there. So like it was before they were good. It was before Mahomes. It was and Alex Smith? Once right? they, yeah, once they got good, I mean, like I was still I'm not really a fan of them anymore. Like it's just it's hard to say I'm a fan of the Chiefs when I'm not like from Kansas City because like it just makes you look like a bandwagon, you yeah. know. I'm not really a Chiefs fan anymore, so I can pick them to lose. I'm picking the <laughs> New Orleans Saints. I got a Drew Brees jersey. I will be rocking it every single playoff game because I'm picking the Saints to win it all. That's awesome. Low-key, <laughs> though. But uh, could you imagine, like like you said, Drew Brees, it's come out that he's more than likely retiring. Yeah. Retiring after he won a Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning nuts. did it. Peyton I mean, Manning Drew Brees is, like, probably my second favorite quarterback of all time, so, like, other than Matt Stafford, so... Like, I, I would love to see Drew Brees go out. I mean, he already has one. You know, he's won a Super Bowl, but it would be awesome to see him win a second one before he goes out. So, yeah. I yeah, mean, there's our playoff picture. Yeah. I've got the Chiefs winning. He's got the Saints. We both have them playing against each other, though, so. I am so and like excited. like I said, if the Colts upset the Bills, I pretty much picked it. Like, I pretty <laughs> much I pretty much did. No, you didn't. You had the I Bills know. winning their next game. I know, but, like, I could just so see the Colts beating them, dude. I could. I, I almost wanted to do it, but I just... It, if it didn't happen, it would look so stupid. Of yeah, me. especially if like the Bills blew them out like they have. Yeah, like, like if they, they could. like how I picked Miami to beat the Bills yeah. and the Bills won by forty. You know, like just looks like make you look like a hater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, 
Yeah, so are we do are we ugh, are we ready to talk about the draft order now, the NFL yeah. draft order? So the pre-playoff draft order has been decided. That means the top 18 picks. We don't know the last 12 because you know that doesn't happen until the playoffs is over. So right now with the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars have it. New York Jets at two, Miami Dolphins at three via the Houston Texans, which is pretty crazy. Um, Atlanta Falcons at four, Cincinnati at five, Philly at six, Detroit at seven, Carolina at eight, Denver at nine, Dallas at ten. I'm just going to say the top ten. The rest yeah, doesn't really it doesn't matter. matter. Um, uh, so what were you going to say? That third pick for Miami is huge. You were on a team that has kind of found its foot in. And it's, I mean, they were rolling this year. And they, they were. They, they really have found their their footing defensively, you yeah. know, like the offensively, not so much. not really, but that's the thing. They have, they have two first round. They have the 18th pick as well with that's their yeah. own pick. So like we've talked about, you know what they could do at three. I, I do think that taking a wide, one of these amazing wide receivers is the move here. It's whether it's Devonte Smith or Jamar chase, you want a team to, to a tug of Viola backup tug of Viola. Yeah. I said that right. Yeah. Back up with Devonte Smith or Jaden Waddle. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's not there. They wouldn't take Waddle. No, it's, it's a reach. But yeah. I don't think you take Jamar Chase over De- Devontae Smith. I don't know. It's close. I mean, before the season for sure. Yeah, um, oh, even mid Even mid-season. I, I mean, because Jamar Chase is one of the best like wide receiver prospects we've ever seen. Like, he's... He's been ranked very, very highly um, his whole college career, and he, you know, he opted out. So we will be doing a full mock draft. Um, pretty, you know, once the full the full draft is soon, I would love to have Nate do that with us. Me too. I would love to have Nate do it because he he knows a, a lot about the prospects. He's a college like yeah guru. No, he knows everything. And I've been I've been doing football. a lot of research, uh, especially like on Madden, you know, all the draft classes and everything. But I actually have been doing. Um, mock drafts like on the internet, how you can just do a simulate. Fake, yeah, simulate a mock draft just so I get, you know, familiar with all the, the players and everything because it's pretty easy to figure out what team need, you know, what each team needs. But so the most interesting spot for me is pick number seven, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> well, of course it is. So um, this is something that I've been wanting to talk about. I have talked about it with a lot. I've really pretty much talked about it all week ever since the Lions lost their game. It's just what do the Lions do? You know, there, there's a lot of different options here. They don't have a GM. They don't have a coach at the moment. And a team that is uh, was the worst defense in, in Lions history. They gave the most points ever this year in Lions history, more than the 0-16 year, if, in case you were wondering. That's nuts. Yeah. Worst defense in Lions franchise history. Obviously, the defense needs help. But the big question is around you know, Mr. You-Know-Who, Mr. Matthew Stafford. Um, it pretty much has just really randomly been a huge rumor that he is going to be traded. And his trade value has, has you know, a lot. Apparently, like, uh, he's pretty high. I mean. Yeah, apparently, like, this came out of nowhere like a barn fire. Yeah, and, and they were talking about it uh, at halftime during the game. Michael Strahan, Terry Bradshaw, Jimmy Johnson, all them guys were saying how they'd love to see Stafford on a team with, you know, just a better team in general, and they mm-hmm. think it'd be smart for the Lions to move him. Um, first of all, do you think the Lions get a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford? Oh, yeah. You think so? You don't think the 49ers would give up a first-round pick I mean, for Stafford? I that's I don't know like I I don't I, really I don't know so. what I don't really know what Stafford's value is because he is he's not that old he's thirty two, um but he definitely has a lot left a lot of years mm-hmm. left in him, he is on a larger contract but it's only a two year contract so it's not like he's you know you it's not like Carson Wentz contract where it's for like four or five more years, um but you look at the quarterbacks you know these teams that there is a lot of teams that would rather 
take get a good quarterback right now who's already good, no matter the age, then draft one and try to develop him to be mm-hmm. good. Like a team like the Indianapolis Colts, let's say, say if Phillip Rivers retires. The New Orleans Saints, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if they don't have faith in Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. Um, I mean, like, there's there's plenty of teams that are like that. Yeah. And the New England Patriots, maybe. I don't think the question with Stafford is, you know, is his contract too big? Is he it's good really enough? not anymore. I think it's about can we keep him healthy? Can we stop yeah, him that's, from getting That's hit? the part that I wanted to, yeah, because he's, you know, Stafford's always been a guy that has, he's taken like the most hits and sacks like ever from a quarterback. Uh, he, but he's always, he's never really gotten hurt until the last two years. The last two years, he has, he's started to actually miss time because yeah, of his injuries. His body's deteriorating. His body is starting, that just happens when you get older, you know? So it's, it's an interesting thing with the Lions, but the Lions also have a horrible offensive line. They always had. You go to a team like the Colts that has a very, very good offensive line, it might work out better. But Like the Saints, who just focused on protecting their 40-year-old quarterback mm-hmm. all yeah. year. Like, they're just used to protecting that quarterback. Like, in, like the emphasis is uh, on protecting that quarterback more for them, and it's working. Mm-hmm. I, Drew Brees did get hurt this year, but, like, I mean, he— they were focused on protecting a forty-year-old brittle quarterback at that yeah, point because they know that if he stays healthy, that they they can go far. And this is something that I want to bring up to you that me and Jack were actually talking about. Like, it would Jack is somebody who's not a big Stafford fan. Uh-huh. He just, he isn't like us where we're huge Stafford. I mean, is fans. he a Lions fan? Yeah. How's oh, yeah. he not a Stafford fan? Then he's just not a, he's not <laughs> as big as like let's keep him. Like I oh I, I used to be huge. Oh, trust on let's me, keep I'm not him. I'm not like. When I say I'm a Stafford fan, I'd say like I I think that Stafford is criminally underrated in yeah, the NFL. Yeah, and I do too. And people don't realize it. That's where I, and I and I will I would go balls to the wall to defend Matthew Stafford. Like yeah. like for anyone, you take it to your grave that he's a great quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like in a heart. Like I would say, like if he if he was on a different team from the day he got drafted, by now he would have it one of either an MVP or or a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, a thousand percent agree. I mean, Other he puts up Browns. numbers. He puts up numbers to, he puts up MVP like numbers on seven and nine teams. Yeah, imagine that on a twelve and four, thirteen and three. You wouldn't team. be able to tell me that he's not an MVP. Yeah, like he at wouldn't least be a candidate. At least a, yeah. like a, a MVP candidate, like a Russell Wilson type of guy. But then, I, so I'm a guy who I want to keep Stafford for as long as we can. But then I thought about like the joy of watching him. There's like a joy and a sadness of watching him on the 49ers like dominate. I mean, why why are you so specific about the 49ers? Just because like, that's you, that's the one I think is the most yeah. realistic. I mean, there's a I think I think there's plenty of them that are, are but realistic, I think, yeah. I think to me that one makes the most sense cuz like they're losing or they have Garoppolo who's a solid quarterback. He, he sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they can't take Garoppolo though. Gar- or they can't take Stafford. Garoppolo is on a huge jimongous humongous <laughs> uh, contract. Like, he, I, I mean, they could. So but just tell would, me your most realistic team. Though. I mean, and no, the, the Niners isn't a bad, I'm not saying it's like a, it's I was just unrealistic. Using yeah. yeah they were it, was just just, it was just awfully specific. They were just my example. <laughs> like to watch him go out and like really play well for a different team would bring so much joy to me. And like, I could look at somebody and be like, yeah, I told you he was great. Like, but it would be hurt so badly to watch him play so well on a different team. And say we never could get a team around this guy. Want like, to know what's a realistic team for Stafford that would that would absolutely pain me? The Bears. The Bears. Oh. That is that's a realistic op, that's a realistic place yeah. for Stafford. And that would hurt. Would he want to go to the Bears? 
I don't really. I don't really. Know. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know him. Okay, right. so let me ask you right now: if, if you're the Lions GM, do you a because oh, here's my take on it. Before I give my, before I ask you to say your answer, the thing about the Lions is they have so many problems right now. Like so many, they they have so many spots on their team that needs improvement, and quarterback isn't one of them. Yeah, like quarterback not. is one of the few positions right now the Lions have. Like quarterback and running back is pretty much in tight end. That's pretty much it that you don't need improvement at. So getting rid of Stafford, you know, adds to one of those positions that you need improvement at. So mm-hmm. it's risky, you know, because this team needs a lot, but that's also why you would think, okay, let's get rid of Stafford while we can because we're not this team isn't going to win anything. Yeah. We have way too many spots that are that need to be filled for this team to be any good recently and by the time our defense does get good, Stafford's, Stafford's going to be, be old and, and yeah. want to retire. So it's it's a really weird complex situation as the new Lions G and it really just depends on who comes in as the GM because there's going to be some GMs that want to come in and win now or there's some that they realize we got to rebuild um but the the topic of finding the GM and coach has been all about culture uh Chris Spielman had a inter- little interview during the Vikings Lions game on Sunday he got hired in as pretty much a guy to help find the GM and coach and he talked all about culture and he said that's what uh um, Sheila Ford Hamps, as she is all talked about, she wants the culture to change in Detroit, and that's what Patricia wanted to do too. Obviously, it didn't work. But I think most people would come in and say that with yeah. the Lions. Yeah. So, I mean, they just want the narrative of the Lions to not be this losing franchise. They just want that to change. Like which a bunch all of, of losers. Yeah. I mean, it's literally our no, franchise. No, we're, we're, lo- we're It's a joke. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah. So, <laughs> trust me, trust me, dude. dude. It I like it's it's painful. It's painful. So. What what do the Lions do? Like what what would you, you're the GM? You're hired as the GM of the Lions. You have a coach, and and Sheila Ford Hamp herself says, "All right, you have the uh, you can go trade Stafford if you want. You and you and you can get a first round pick for him, maybe second at the minimum, second round pick at minimum. You think I get a player with him? Probably not. You think I just trade him for one pick? I mean, you, players really don't get traded that. I much. know, I know. Like maybe you, may, I know you might get like a first and a and a fifth, or like a second and a fourth, or something." But let's let's just say you have an opportunity to trade Stafford or you don't trade Stafford. You decide we still want to build around him while we can. Or or maybe you want to keep him just around for one more year or something. What are you doing? I'm, or or just what do you – pretty much what you're doing is what you want the Lions to do. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I think I am – in all honesty, I don't think I'm trading Stafford because though I might get that first-round pick from that team, it depends on the team I'm getting the first-round pick from. Because you got to realize too, if we do trade Stafford, like we're drafting a quarterback yeah, this year, we're taking like who's going to play quarterback next year if yeah. we don't, you know? It's going to be who would be and our the quarterback class for? next year is not very. It, I mean, not it's not all. this year's quarterback class is loaded. I mean, just with a lot of top talent quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, obviously Lawrence is going to be gone. Fields might be there at seven, like probably not, but maybe. There's a chance the Jets don't. Um, Zach take Wilson him. might be there at seven, maybe. Trey Lance probably will be there. You got Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, uh, Ritter from Cincinnati. There's another one I'm forgetting too, like a pretty important one that I just can't think of. But I don't know. Yeah, not a new one that I can think yeah. of. I mean, you nailed all the ones that I was thinking. So what are you doing? I'm, I'm probably trading and rebuilding and using whatever quarterback I get at seven because I don't think I think it's one of the three, one of Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I don't see both of them going. Before yeah, us. I don't. I don't think both of them would go because it's whoever gets like taken. Atlanta might take one at four. Eh, they they might both I be guess gone. If Atlanta and the Jets, if, take if Atlanta one. and Jets both take one, because Miami's not going to take one, 
Cincinnati's obviously not going to take one, and Philly's not going to take you, one. Have you seen the talk about Sam Darnold? Like that, that the Jets might just roll with him. I would, I would honestly. I don't see a. I don't. No, see I don't him. think he's the. That's issue. why that was my topic. That or that was my theory that the Jets won on purpose so they wouldn't have to take Lawrence at yeah. one because I, I don't I see a reason why Sam Darnold needs to be replaced. Like yeah. the like the, the like the Lions, dude. They have so many more issues than their quarterback. <laughs> than the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. If we get rid of Stafford, we're just making another problem. So I'm probably keeping. No, I'm I'm getting rid of him. I need you to commit to something. I'm getting rid of him for a quarterback in this year's draft class. Like he has to get traded in the next, I don't know, when's the draft? Not till April. It's not for a while. I guess that's well. Not till late four, April. Yeah, yeah so it's, like it's four like, months. It's like, yeah, like a little over four months. I'm, I'm getting rid of him. Not getting rid. I hate saying that. It makes it sound mm-hmm. like we're just getting rid of him. But like I'm trading him for some picks. And I'm drafting a quarterback this year in the loaded draft class, and I'm taking a risk. Yeah, and when I say it's loaded, I'm not saying like it's it's loaded like these guys are the best quarterbacks ever. Like it's going to be the best quarterback draft class ever. I'm just saying that there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to go in the first and second round. Yeah. Like there's like seven quarterbacks that are going to go first and second round, which you don't see very often. I mean, no. last year we had four taken in the first two, four yeah. or five. I'm pretty sure. So. Well, and you had three actually play pretty well. Three in the top ten, yeah. Which was pretty nuts, but like next year, like I like other than Rattler and JT Daniels, like there's not many guys I can just think of off the top of my head that are in that class, and, and those guys don't even really impress me that much. Yeah, Rattler doesn't. He's kind of a turnover machine. But we He's have, a, but we have another. Yeah, there's yeah, another year. whole another college football season. Um, but for me, uh, I think without a doubt, 100, percent I have. I have committed to something. It was like it was it was very shortly after the game. I I literally just was at my house just thinking like what do the Lions got to do? And at 100% I do think that they need to trade Matt Stafford. Oh. Uh the day that it happens, it will be a so super sad day. I've been you know how many TikToks I've been seeing that are like if this is Matt Stafford's last season as a Lion then and it just shows a bunch of his like highlights his and it's moments. just like with sad music behind it and it's just like Damn, dude, that is fucking sad. No, Sorry, dude. excuse my language. <laughs> no, that like hurts. Like it really hurts to think about him leaving. I, I, I like I can hardly talk. But about I think it. they need to trade him. Like, there's no yeah. this this Lions team is not going to be good enough to like make a even win a playoff game, even make the playoffs by the time Stafford is like still good. Like, because mm-hmm. I would say Stafford has probably like at minimum has like four years left of good football. Yeah. I would say at minimum about four years. And then, you know, that's him. That's saying he doesn't have a serious injury. Um, and I'm with, is this team going to be that good in four years? No way, dude. There's no, no way. way. This team doesn't have a single good player on their defense. No, not like, one. Uh, no, there's one. Um, no, they're really, I mean, Okwara was good this year. Okwara was good. That's who I was thinking of. But other than that, like we don't like Okuda was not good he this year. He was bad. He didn't play that lot a lot. He was hurt. Um, we have, but our secondary is god awful. Our linebacker core is so bad. I mean, like Tavai and Tavai is awful. Like he is so bad. Like I could talk about the Lions how bad they are all day. Specifically, each player. Um, our offensive line is so bad. But we just there's no point in trying to build around Stafford anymore. We've tried it for the last. 12 years and we haven't won and we We've haven't won, won a little bit we I have guess. not won not winning not a, a playoff, playoff game, game doesn't count <laughs> yeah. making the playoffs is is we're past that yeah i've seen that like three times now i want them to win a playoff game um and that's not gonna happen with stafford as you know trying to build around stafford they gotta tr- they gotta move him 
And the team he goes to, I'm gonna get a jersey oh, from Matt Stafford, and I'm I will probably most likely become a fan of that team. Like I they will. will they will be my second favorite team automatically, uh, because I would I want Matt Stafford to win a ring like so bad. I know how much Matt Stafford and his family, you know Kelly. Obviously, if you follow Kelly on Instagram, yeah, I do. Yeah, she they love the city of Detroit. Like they are, they They're love the Lions. They they love the Lions fans. Like they it would, it would I know it'd be heartbreaking to both of them. Uh, to have to leave Detroit, but it's I I want it to happen. Mm-hmm. I do. Like, I want to see him succeed. I want to see him succeed. Like, like that's that's why I think like, I'm tired of like wait the whole waste of talent thing. Like yeah. Matt, we have wasted 12 years of Matt Stafford, and you know the, the especially the part where uh that video of JJ Watt and Deshaun Watson walking back to the locker room on Sunday, and JJ Watt says to Deshaun Watson, "I'm sorry," and Deshaun Watson just says. Like he doesn't really say nothing. He goes, "We wasted one of your years. One of your They're years. They're bad. They're four and twelve. He goes, "We wasted one of your years. You know, because last year they were good, and it's just like, damn. Like they, the Lions wasted every single one of Stafford's years. Twelve. Like 12 Watt, that made me sad. JJ Watt saying that to Deshaun Watson after the Texans won a playoff game last yeah. year. Like JJ Watt knew what was going on, and I didn't realize what had been going on with Stafford." J.J. Watt said we wasted one of your years and was apologizing for it. Yeah. The Lions could, every single player could be apologizing for 12 years. Every single player in the organization and the staff should be apologizing. For wasting him. And uh, the fact that Stafford has never requested a trade, too, is never just unreal. Complained. It's just unreal, yeah. Like, it's actually crazy. Um, And and I do think the Lions actually will get good value for Stafford because, like, you look at the quarterbacks that are, you know, because there actually is a decent amount of teams that need quarterbacks now. Like, it just with as far as there's a lot of aging QBs, um, the av- quarterbacks available on the market that aren't via draft, Stafford, Carson Wentz, who's better? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty obvious. obvious. Carson Wentz isn't like, he was bad this year. I mean, he has been good, but he's just, he can't stay healthy and he's not very good this year. Uh and Dak Prescott technically is going to be a free agent this year, but Jerry Jones came out and said that he has a lot of leverage this offseason after his injury, and he is most likely going to get locked up in Dallas, which I would expect them to do. So, yeah, I mean, anything else you want to say about the Lions? Like, any other uh, any other things you want to say? Mm-mm. Yeah. Stafford, if this is your last time in Detroit, I, I'm definitely going to cry when he gets traded. No, I will cry. Like, he's like my he, – he's, he's – it's crazy how much sta- I, I appreciate Stafford. It's – and it's so much of him on the field as much as it is off. Oh, yeah. Like, the no complaining. Just none. He, no. he never complains about his situation. And he has he has been in the worst situation for a long Ever. time. <laughs> like a long time. Like, it's cr- like look at the numbers Stafford puts up on the Lions. The He's Lions. the fastest to 40K, fastest to 45K. Um, has, like, it's it's crazy how the numbers he puts up on, on this team. Like, imagine him on... The Colts, you know, I'm just like just on another team. Like mm-hmm. it would be absolutely crazy. I hope he doesn't go to the Patriots though, dude, because the Patriots are just not that good. Like no, they aren't. Like good it wouldn't enough. be much. Like they might make the playoffs, but uh, dude, dude, I don't could know. you imagine Belichick with a guy like Matt Stafford <laughs> though? The offense. I know he doesn't design yeah. every offensive play, but like I mean, it got exposed this year how good Belichick. Imagine you, uh, Cam Newton though, like. Cam Newton is a pretty crazy offensive player as well, too. Yeah, he, but he's not like an arm. Like Bill Checks, yeah, so but he's used still. To having yeah, a guy. I'm just like, saying though, like sits back there and throws. A Cam Newton offense is pretty nuts, you know. Yeah. And then look how bad he was this yeah. year. So, uh, are we ready to hop into some NBA talk quickly? Yeah. I mean, we're already an hour in, but we'll 
This might be a little longer of an episode. Steph Curry broke his career, brokes, broke his career high. 62 points for Curry. Were, were you watching that game with no, us? No, I wasn't watching Oh, dude, I wish you were because he, he had 59, <laughs> and we were like, we want him to get 60 so bad. Like, it, we were watching it going nuts. And with less than a minute in the game, he shoots this crazy shot. Like, it was – Draymond was – Draymond, by the way, is he's got to win teammate of the year award. He, that entire game, all he was trying to do was get Steph Curry points. Like, he does not care about himself at all. Uh, Draymond does his little dribble handoff for Steph Curry, and he chucks up some crazy three. Like, no way that shit goes in and just drains it. We went nuts. I can only imagine you guys going crazy <laughs> just hoping he gets his 60. And like Jagger was with us because he's got him in fantasy and everything, so he yeah. he was going off too. Uh, Zach Levine hit a game winner last night um, over the Trailblazers. Yeah, so the Bulls beat them. Top eight in the East and West right now. Want me to name them off? Go for it. In the East, we have uh, Philly at the one, Orlando at the two, Indiana at the three, Boston at the four, New York at the five. Yes, I did say New York Knicks at the five, Cleveland at the six, Milwaukee at the seven, Atlanta at the eight with Brooklyn and Miami right outside. Toronto is number 14 at 1-5. and five. Holy moly, Toronto. You got to pick it up. I'm so excited to get like five weeks into the season whenever he's kind of lulled out. Yeah, that's you're, the thing. Like, you're these are, these are a little too uh, like overreactions. You know, we're only eight games in. Once we get about like 20 games in, that's when it's like, all right, if the Knicks are still really... in the playoffs and, you know, Toronto's still not, then it's like, all right, they, they might not make it. Yeah, I, I will start basing my opinions and really, like, being strong in my opinion. And this is a shorter year, too, yeah, actually. I mean, this games. is only 72 games. So, in the West, we have, yes, the Lakers at number one, Phoenix at number two, Clippers number three, Pelicans number four, Utah Jazz at five, Golden State Warriors at six after their slow start, Sacramento Kings at seven, Denver at eight, with Dallas and Portland uh, at nine and ten. Yeah. I mean, there isn't much to say there. Uh, you see Kelly Oubre uh, hit three threes. Yeah. Yeah, that was It's nuts. crazy when he makes a three because the bench acts like Ben Simmons making no, a three. It's, it's, like, they go nuts. It's that's, almost like That's got to be a confidence, like, destroyer almost. Yeah. Like, like if that's that's like when the dude comes in off the bench, like who never plays and like hits the a three. Like yeah, like the dude. Remember when Chino Hills that that one dude yeah. hit that suit and the place went nuts. That's like what happens when Ubre hits a three. It's like, dude, you're a good NBA. That player. would embarrass like, me. Like, no, I'd, for I'd, real. I'd like, like I wouldn't want them to be like that. I know. Yeah. Uh, so last topic. I mean, we can talk about the standings a little bit. I don't really have much to I don't say. Have but much to say. Uh, last NBA thing we want to do is this is something that uh, I saw on Twitter and I actually it was from Hoop Central. And I want to do more teams like this because this is pretty interesting. So um, if there was ever to be an expansion draft in the NBA, pretty much let's say the Seattle Supersonics gets added uh, as a team or they add two more teams, which apparently actually might happen. Adam Silver has come out and said several times that he would love to expand the NBA uh, and to have 32 teams would be nuts because, I mean, 16 make the playoffs already. So yeah. who would be the Eastern Conference team? Where would they put the Eastern? There's, uh, like, I mean – Maybe with this whole Toronto playing in, uh, they're playing in Tampa, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that, them, maybe then, Tampa, or I mean, there's already there's already a bunch of Florida teams though, because yeah, like Las Vegas and Seattle are the two. Yeah, for and I know MLS. Louisville is a huge is a huge oh, one. Yeah, Everyone wants to, you could do Kansas City, make them in the East. Yep, you could do St. Louis. Uh, oh, I like them. the idea of St. Louis. I mean, but Memphis is in the West though. Like you'd have to move Memphis to the East and. Them to the I don't you know. You could do a they, Pittsburgh. You could just do two Western Conference teams and then just make Memphis in the East. Oh, you could do that. Or make yeah, yeah. you could do Pittsburgh too. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh would be a good one. But yeah, uh, could what, you imagine Pittsburgh with a basketball team? 
be pretty be weird. crazy. It'd be pretty weird. Be I mean, really they have weird. teams in every other sport. I know, you know? I know. Like, yeah. That's just it. Like, yeah. I don't think of them as like a Baltimore. Baltimore oh, could get one. Put another one. There's uh, there's several teams. It's in Maryland. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, if there were to be an expansion draft, each team would get to protect eight players from their team, and then the rest of them would be put into the draft. And yeah, they they the team would give an option to draft those draft from that pool of players. If a player that you don't protect uh, doesn't get drafted, then he just goes right back to your team. It's not like he's caught into free agency or anything. So yep. you get eight of those. So what I want to do was, okay, let's say we're the Pistons, and let's say some teams get introduced. What eight players are you keeping? Now, obviously, this isn't just about your top eight points per game scores or something. like. This is about your eight most valuable players. It's not about keeping who you think is going to be there for the future. And, yeah, so... Who are the eight players that you would use? Give me the first one, like, and then we'll kind of. I'll see if I have the same one. Like, we'll go one by one. Yeah, I kind of like rank them as like. I didn't rank them. I went in order of. I did honestly. I kind of went in order of value. On I would. That's say what so. I kind of went with. Uh, let me look at it because I don't know who my actual. Oh, I yeah. mean, my eighth guy definitely is more valuable than some of the other guys, but but yeah, my number one guy that we have to save. Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Um. I. He's not my. I mean. Yeah. I don't really have an order, but yes, I do have Jeremy Grant on here. He's been balling this year, man. Averaging like 23 with a steal and a half and a block and a half, six or seven rebounds, playing great. Number two is the young PG, Killian Hayes. Yeah, Killian was the first one I wrote down. Uh, you got you to gotta have the young guys. I mean, you can't imagine if they just let him go. I feel like the seventh pick. Uh, my number three is actually, I think, more of a surprise because he's been playing so well this year. Sadiq Bay. Yeah, I, it's not a surprise Sadiq Bay gets kept. Uh, he was a first, he's a first round, round pick. Yeah, he's, he's a rookie. But I he's think, been playing really well. Like for him to be the third most valuable. Oh yeah. Of oh, I get guys. what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote on Sadiq Bay as well. He and especially with Killian Hayes being out, um, I would love to see Sadiq Bay play really well. Mm-hmm. My number four guy, Josh Jackson. Keep him. I didn't know what to do about Josh Jackson. I did not keep him. Um, really? I wanted to because like I just didn't. I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to keep Josh Jackson because he has been playing really good. So I'm just going to say somebody that I have. I put down Isaiah Stewart on here as he is uh, our third first-round pick this year, and definitely you got to keep him. I've got Isaiah Stewart. He's my actually my eighth most valuable, though. Yeah, I didn't rank him at all. Yeah. Um, I definitely have someone on here that I know you don't. That's the replacement for Josh Jackson. Um, so we have... I have said, what, four, and you yeah. said five? Yeah, I've said five. So fifth guy, Sekou. Uh, Sekou's got to stay. You know, I, the Pistons obviously have something against Sekou, but it's whatever. I'm keeping Sekou, though. I've got Sekou as well in my roster. So a sixth guy for me, Blake Griffin. Um, You know, I think it'd just be Blake Griffin is a little too good of a player to not get kept, in my opinion. See, I thought that, and I really did. I didn't keep Blake Griffin. Surely for the fact, because I don't even know what he's like. He's only got one or two year more. He's on the. He's got two left. Two two years left. His value has been in question for quite a while at this point. What can you get back for Blake? We trade him, and we're not in a win now position. So I didn't keep Blake. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I don't know how the rules would work as far as like if we'd have to keep or pay Blake or not. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, this would be an easy way to get Blake off the books, I guess. That's what I'm thinking. But um, (laughs) I was thinking, I guess. But like at the same time, what are the Pistons going to be spending money on in the next two years? Like, I, I definitely maybe we get Christian Wood. I think (laughs) maybe we keep him. I think Blake would have gotten kept, like or would get kept if this was a thing. Yeah. So that's why I kept Blake. So we have each have two guys left, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't have Blake. Uh Yeah. So I'm going to say the guy that I. I don't know if you. I think you're. You say a guy. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you go. We're not going. My to. number six is Spee, the young guy. I'm letting him. I'm keeping him on the team. I love the way he plays. He's grown 
immensely right in front of our eyes on the Pistons to a completely different kind of shooter. He's not just a spot up shooter anymore. Yeah. He's very good at getting off his. He's getting an all around score. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I kept Svi too. Uh, I definitely thought that you were going to have uh, Blake. So I thought that Svi and Josh Jackson were going to be the two that we had different. But no, I can't. Yeah, I'm keeping Svi all day. I mean, he's a younger player and. I want to see him get more minutes, man. Like me he's too. he's only been getting like eight, fifteen, eighteen minutes a night. Like I want him to play like twenty five, but I mean when Josh Jackson's playing thirty, I guess yeah. I don't know how it would work. But and my number seven is a guy. Wait, that, in this number eight? Well, he's my last guy. Oh like, yeah, rank yeah. number. Seven. I get what you mean. Uh this is a guy that if you told me before the season I would be keeping him, I would have called you crazy. I would have called you nuts. I would have said I don't like that guy. I don't like the pickup. Mason Plumley is staying on my roster. Oh yeah, over D Rose. Yeah, I don't know where D Rose's value lies. I picked either. D Rose. Really over yeah. D Rose? But I'm not. See, the reason I'm keeping D Rose is because we could trade D Rose for for something better than we could trade Plumley for, right? Yeah, but I'm okay with keeping Plumley. I don't think he's on that bad of a contract anymore. Like after watching, no, him it's play. not that bad. I mean, it's it's bad when you think that we could have paid Christian Wood. Yeah, that, but um. I don't know. D, I would keep D Rose over Plumley for sure. No, I didn't. I didn't keep D Rose or what? what? And the only thing that I could think of so a reason D, to D keep Rose them is the to fir- trade. He them. would be the first pick in the expansion draft if that was the over case. Blake. D Rose. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I don't think so. I think Blake probably goes first. I mean, D Rose is on a way cheaper deal, though. You really think he goes first? I mean, I it depends, depends on, on who, all the other yeah. teams. Yeah, but this would be fun, though, to do with a bunch of other teams, especially, like, super deep teams like the Atlanta Hawks. That one's going to be tough. Oh, that one would be nuts. Because there's so many young assets and also good players on the, that Every team. single player on the Hawks would get drafted yeah. in expansion. <laughs> every single player. Um, I can't believe you didn't keep Dave Rose. <laughs> but there was, there was one more thing I wanted to talk Oh, Christian Wood. Uh, do you see that thing? on? Yes, yeah. dude. If you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. But uh, Hoop Central <laughs> pretty much came out. And you didn't even plug your Twitter. They just, just got to figure just it out. Just know my name. Just search <laughs> Just search my name. You'll find it. Uh, but what was I even talking about? Oh, Christian, Christian Wood. Wood, yeah. Um, obviously, Christian Wood signed with the Rockets. Pistons didn't bring him back. We thought there was something going on behind the scenes. And it came out today that pretty much the Pistons wanted to bring back uh, Christian Wood, but they didn't want to pay him anything more than $8 million annually. So they didn't want to give him any. It was probably going to be a three-year deal like, like he'd signed with the Houston but they didn't want to give him anything more than $8 million, which That's is shocking joke. to me because they gave Mason Plumlee $9 million. And like like you said, Plumlee has definitely grown on me. Like, he's he he's not bad. He's 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 not on a bad contract. No. But they gave Jeremy Grant $20 million, 20, but they wouldn't give Christian Wood 8 That's nuts, dude. Like, Jeremy Grant, I do think, was a better player than Christian Wood. Like, oh, me too. Probably still is a better player than Christian Wood, but... Christian Wood has been balling though. Like, it, like he's it, doing exactly what we thought he was gonna do. Yeah. We could have had Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood. That's the part that bothers me the most. Like, it's not that we had to choose one or the other. Like, we could have had them both. Could you imagine our front court? Plumley, Christian Wood. We wouldn't Jeremy have had Grant. Plumley if we had got Christian oh, Wood. You're right. We wouldn't yeah. have Plumley. But then you have Blake. Yeah, like Christian Wood can just play the five. I mean, yeah. you, you have Jeremy Grant and Blake and and Christian Wood out there. That's fine for your for your front court. Oh, like, that's a good. Any front of them court. can play the five. And then you throw Josh Jackson at the two with Killian at the one. Mm-hmm. D Rose coming off your bench. That team is way Sadiq more fun. Bay. Like I, the, our team is fun, but with Christian Wood. But the thing is, Jeremy Grant wouldn't be doing what he's doing if, no. if Woods there because they're two similar players. Yeah. Um. But Absolutely. yeah, does that pretty much wrap it up? Yeah, I think so. Long episode, long, in a longer longest episode, but uh, yeah, that's what it is. Saturday, we'll see you next. So yeah, peace. Bye.